Listening to the Cannabis Hangout. Two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while, while we, we break, break it all down. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we are tapping into a local company that focuses on packaging and supplies. They have a craft in what they're doing with their attention to detail and a quality experience every time. She's such a huge piece of what makes the company tick, and we're super excited to get to know her more, the business, and her cannabis journey. So guys, please welcome Emily with Grayline Supply to the Cannabis Hangout. Hi, guys. Hey, Emily. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us and share your passion and talk business business and all of that. Before we dive in deep with all of that though, let's start from the beginning. Will you tell us the first time you consumed cannabis and if like what that memory was and that experience was like for you? I can. Um, the first memorable time that I consumed cannabis was in between my junior and senior year of high school. And that's when I started dating my husband, Emerald. Oh, high um, school sweethearts. Oh, that's cool. So rare. We are. Um, so it was 2001, um, and we started talking at this end of the school year party. We had had DECA class for two years together. and um, Yeah, me too. We've <laughs> talked about DECA <laughs> twice yeah, today now. This I is our know. second conversation no talking about DECA today. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, must be an entrepreneurial class. Yeah, yeah we like right. stuck. <laughs> um, so we were at a party, and we just kind of clicked and started hanging out there, even though we had known each other for a few years. Um, a few days later, he contacted me and we ended up going on our first date. We, this is so unromantic, we went to um, his friend, his best friend's land, mm-hmm. um, smoked a blunt. Nice. Um, that was probably like my real first time consuming anything. Okay. And um, then we went to the mall, walked around, he bought a hat and we got Dippin' Dots. <laughs> Honestly, that was, that's a pretty solid first date. That was our first date. So simple. That's so simple, so solid. And I'm sure you guys enjoyed each other. Obviously, you enjoyed each other's company. You guys yeah. are married. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. We pretty much have been inseparable ever since. That's so, awesome. Yeah. What did it feel like whenever you first consumed? Like, that was your oh. first time ever. And it was a blunt. Uh, yeah. No, so. it was. I was trying to, like, impress, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah. Not look like a wimp. For sure. Uh-huh. Um. But I coughed a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. burning and coughing. That's Did you enjoy are... the feeling like walking through the mall and yes, stuff? Yes. Okay. I did enjoy that. I did not enjoy the process. Yeah. I've just never really been like a my lungs have always been really sensitive. Like mm-hmm. anytime I get sick, I get bronchitis or pneumonia or something like that. Yeah. So I've never really been one to inhale a bunch of stuff like yeah. cigarettes or anything. Mm-hmm. Um but that was probably the most difficult part of okay. doing that, yeah. powering through. Right. Yeah. And, Taking one um, for the team because you're with them. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't really ever smoke before. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a fun little 
experience in the mall. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. You'll never forget yeah. it. No. Do you remember where your perspective of cannabis was before you consumed for the first time? Um, yes. I was kind of neutral. Like, my parents obviously were anti-cannabis mm-hmm. because that was the tune of the time. Um, and you had the D.A.R.E. program yes. and stuff like that. But I was kind of neutral. I knew it. People did it. Mm-hmm. Guys at school. Um, girls at school. But uh, I was never one. Like I said, I didn't ever want to um, smoke anything, yeah. really. So I hadn't tried it. Um, and then edibles and things like that weren't that I know of. Readily available uh, yeah. unless people were making them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't eat an edible even until college sometime. Yeah. So, yeah. You were a late bloomer. I was a late bloomer. That's not a bad thing. Brand was a late bloomer too. <laughs> I was later. Than I her. was too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. different. Everyone. Everyone's timing so is like so different. Yep. Mm-hmm. But unique to them. Yes. So it makes sense. So, how would you say cannabis has benefited your life, Emily? And what do you personally use it for? Um, okay, let's go personal usage. I would um, anti anxiety is mainly what I use it for if I'm smoking throughout the day. Yes. Now, here's where it gets kind of contradictory is that I told you I didn't like inhaling things, but I do like to consume a live rosin vape um, throughout the day if I'm having one of those high-anxiety times. Mm -hmm. Easy for me to control my inhalation and dosing. Yes. So that's why I like to do that. Um, And I don't even use one every day. Like, I use it as literal medication. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. as you need it. Mm-hmm, as I need it. And then nighttime, I usually take probably a 5 to 10 milligram edible mm-hmm. um, to help uh, with sleep. Other than that, I, you know, occasionally will enjoy something on the weekend. Yeah. Um, if I if I want to indulge. Right. Um, but usually I'm using it in a medicinal way. Yes. Yeah. And not just to have fun. Yeah. Right. Um, what was the second part of that question? How has it benefited your life? Oh, like impacted okay. your life? Um, well, obviously, uh, not only that does it help my industry, the packaging industry, mm-hmm. that would be one benefit to me, but I feel like the medicinal benefits with the anxiety reduction on those days helps me focus because yeah. that anxiety is can be extremely overwhelming. Yeah, it can be debilitating feeling. Yes, yeah. debilitating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just um, you know focusing on those kinds of days and getting stuff yeah, done. Yeah. Right. And then obviously getting a good night's sleep. Yeah. Yes. That's so important. Yep, I know. Yes. Cannabis yep. helps so much with that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It always benefits me um, more so when, you know, those hormonal times of the month. Yes. yes. I feel like I, yeah, 100%. I really need it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's Same. right. Relatable. Mm-hmm. So do you have a memory with cannabis that you, that like sticks out in your brain that you'll never forget? Like a concert, an experience, a vacation, maybe a special moment? Um, yes. Well, obviously the first time I met. Yes. Well, really started dating my husband. And then honestly, I would say this past weekend, <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But it was a little personal, so I can't get into that. That's okay. <laughs> That's totally okay. I respect respect the boundaries. Yes. So what attracts you personally to cannabis? Like, for example, the smell, the feeling, maybe like a certain fact or something that like blows your mind? Okay. Um, I guess at this point, really, when I'm consuming, I really just go for the smell and, you know, terpene flavor and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um 
I would Follow say that's nose. primary motivator mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. when I choose something. Um, Emerald usually knows what I like, and so he'll go into dispensary. I sometimes go into dispensary. Yeah, he kind of takes care yes, of it for you. Yes, he kind of takes care of me, um, but he's pretty good at picking. Good. That's you can good. trust him for a solid pick. I yeah. love his name, by the way. Emerald. Emerald. I know. <laughs> so it's so magical. I know. I know. It's so magical. So you said you like to smoke live rosin pens. Mm-hmm. Um, what is there a certain like brand you like to go with? I like, um, I think my favorite is a Just Hash. Okay. Yes. Divine Cultivation. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Okay, so. Yeah. I haven't had their dabs in forever. It feels like yeah. so good. Yeah. So yeah, good. Emerald loves those. Yeah. I those can be way too strong for me. I yeah. mean, see me like in two days. <laughs> <laughs> Catch me in two days. That's hilarious. So uh, you don't want to do that to me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not a good idea. <laughs> so Emily, if you could spend a day with no responsibilities, doing whatever Emily wanted, what would you do? Where would you be? How would you be moving? Oh. Man, I've never not had any responsibilities. I know. It's I kind know. of a stump question for people. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. But if you w- could take yourself out of it and Honestly, just, like, you could be anywhere in the world. Well, I would be on a beach somewhere, there 100%. Beach yes. girl? Yes, beach girl. Yeah. I would definitely be on a beach anywhere. I mean, preferably with a nice sand and ocean. Yes, of Where's course. Your, have you visited the beach often? Yes. Where's your favorite place? Um. I love the East Coast. It's not like the most calm waters, yeah. mm-hmm. but I grew up in Virginia okay, and okay. grew up going to Myrtle Beach and yeah. that sort of area. So I would say those are probably my favorite beaches just because they bring back a lot of memories. Yeah. Where That's in Virginia cool. did you live? I lived in Richmond and okay. Leesburg. Cool. Um, when we first moved to America, I lived in like a tiny town called Culpeper. Oh yeah, in Virginia. Yeah. Is. Oh, cool. Nobody ever knows where that is. Yeah, I live. We lived there for a few years before we moved to Oklahoma. That's awesome. I love Virginia. It's all, a great place. I haven't been back in a while, but yeah, all, pretty much all my relatives live there. Like, um, you know, my aunts, uncles, mm-hmm. my biological father lives there. Yeah. Like, so I have reason to go back. It's just far. Yes, and it is. Uh, Virginia reminds me so much of Oklahoma, and it's like it's East Coast charm, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like we have Southern charm, but I feel like Virginia has East Coast charm. Yes, and it the people there does. are super nice. It's a beautiful place to live. It's beautiful, um, and it has like that small town feel, mm-hmm. you know, like Oklahoma agree. does. I yeah. Completely. Have you ever visited um, Gulf Shores? Yes. I love that place. I love Gulf Shores also. Good. I was gonna say if you haven't been there, you have to go. I um. <laughs> We go almost every summer now because yeah. I have two sons. Uh-huh. Well, I have three kids, but okay. two sons that are in competitive baseball. Okay. So we go for a Little League World Series. Nice. Oh, so, so there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Nice. My summer vacations are dedicated to the kids right now. But that's fair. It's okay. Yes. It's a yeah. small season. Yes. And, <laughs> and that's I get fair. to go to the beach still. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a win-win for all. Exactly. Everyone wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So Emily, in your own words, will you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Jade Pebworth over at the Me Law Group in Oklahoma focuses to provide you with a comprehensive approach and intelligent advice and representation focused on resolving problems rather than inflating them. She kills it with civil litigation, cannabis law, 
business planning, corporate law slash litigation, and family law. She enjoys working with companies from the ground up. Whether you need her to review and draft contracts for your company, assist in licensing applications, and more, the Me Law Group has your back. Now, let's get back to today's episode. Yes. Um, so I'm CEO of Grayline Supply, and Grayline Supply is a packaging branding um, we design and uh, supply company. We primarily supply packaging to the cannabis industry. However, we can um, package anyone, coffee okay. companies, uh, eyeglassware, um, cosmetics. I mean, you name it. Okay. They, it can be, you know, crossed over. However, when we started Grayline, um, we knew that we had to market to a specific industry to right. start getting our name out and stuff like that. And cannabis was uh, something we were passionate about. And there was also a market need for it, yeah. um, especially in Oklahoma. So that was our motivator. Um, within Grayline Supply, as CEO, I am part, still part of every day-to-day operation. Yeah. Um, from the shipping out to orders to project management, I have my hands on every single design project, um, making, you know, administrative, like, standard operation procedures, mm-hmm. um, contracts, doing all the benefits. I mean. Yeah, everything pretty, that makes the business run. Yeah. Pretty much everything. I'm still doing a lot of it. And um, my partner in that is Chris Jackson, and he's COO okay. of Prairie Line. So he okay. is a vital part of making our whole operation work. Yeah, I bet. Um, and then Emerald is, he's hands-on a little bit, but he – runs one of our other businesses primarily. Okay, okay. cool. Yeah. So that's a great transition into what did you do prior to starting Grayline? Okay, so Emerald is a landman by trade. He has multiple companies, but his primary one that he does work for is called Anive Resources, and it's a land brokerage firm. Okay. So he um, buys and sells minerals and does broker work, like runs title and leasing for other clients in that mm-hmm. industry. Now, prior to that, um, I was a nurse. So I okay. kind of managed the Anive office, but also have been a nurse since 2008. Okay, wow, so that's awesome. I've worked in women's services, which is labor and delivery mm-hmm. primarily at OU Medical Center. Um, I've done newborn home health all the way up to geriatric mm-hmm. home health. And then I worked in mental health and addiction. Wow, that's wow. so it, it's a it's, lot. Yeah, that's so completely different than what you're doing now. Like a hundred percent, one eighty shift. So, mm-hmm. what is there any part of that that you miss doing, or is like well, it? Do you feel like now is more what you're meant to do? I sometimes do miss it. Um, I still work for um, a company where I get to use my nursing skills. Cool. I'm an injection training specialist. Cool. It is just a per diem job. So mm-hmm. I have a patient that I see to educate probably once every three months, mm-hmm. once every two months. Um, and I usually educate on a specific drug for ulcerative uh, colitis or Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, it's not a predominant thing in your thing life. that I yeah. have to do right now. Yeah. I do a lot of continuing education That's with awesome. it just to keep my license up. That's awesome. In yeah. case I ever want to you go, know, back. Really go, go back. back. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like you've done so many things in that um, from like delivering babies to like mental mental and addiction and like older patients and newborns. And that's like a very. I actually did um, mental health and addiction nursing during COVID. 
which wow. was super interesting because there were a lot of people that obviously were ha- having new addictions or yeah. past addictions that were coming back up. Okay. Um, also, first psychotic breaks from wow. therapists, teachers. I mean, just people you wouldn't think would yeah. Yeah. break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, mm-hmm. Wow. And psychotic break meaning like there's no reasoning with them. They genuinely need medication okay like coming they're into past the, facility, the logic trying to coming into the facility and stripping off their clothes naked all sorts of crazy yeah. stuff. yeah wow and how long did you do that for i did that for two 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 and a half years wow that's a yeah. good amount of time yeah but that also like builds so much so in you much. like you've seen a lot you ha- i'm sure you have a lot of grit and just from experiences yeah. life experiences and occupations well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think one common thing that we can all relate to that you learn in anything is how to treat and handle people. Yes. I would say that's probably one of the hardest parts about life Mm -hmm. in general. So any industry that you're in, that's Mm -hmm. one thing you have to learn and be able to cope with people. We all have different personalities. I was just about to say that. I mean, you know, one thing that you could say to me might totally set someone else off. off. Yes. Yes. So that that has been a big deal. I yeah. think um, nursing totally helped me deal with a lot of the personalities. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I well, and you're dealing with people contact. in their most raw form, like raw mm-hmm. state of mind, mm-hmm. or body. lowest points. Yeah, yeah, or lowest oh, points. And so it's like, definitely. it also, I feel like that's such a, it's such a, it's, it is a tool, but it's it's not a tool that everyone has. And that's empathy and being yes. able to, like not judge a book by its cover so and true. completely just like whatever they may look like. You don't even look at that. It's just, Mm-mm. you're just talking person to person. Yes. And I feel like not everybody can do that. That's a very rare trait to find. And people who are, you know, nurses, cause I feel like nurses are the front line. Like they see everything, totally. they deal with everything. And so it, you have to be such a special person to be a nurse. I used to tell Brandon's sister that all yeah, the time it's a gift. because it's, it truly is. You deal it's with, a, you see and deal with so much. It's not what I could do. You know, no. earlier you were like, I couldn't do your whole yes, job or this no. or that. No. I'm like, you could never put me in a hospital. Absolutely I don't even not. like to visit in there yeah. walking through. <laughs> yeah. Like, you work there. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. Uh, all of that is like not for me. This no. kind of stories my sister would like tell me. I'm like, you put your finger where? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you could not pay me. <laughs> no. What? But no. like it's it's a gift and it it's is. not mine. No. <laughs> Maybe another podcast I can tell you crazy nursing stories. Oh, I'm serious. I mean, <laughs> just write them down. I would love to. Yeah, know. I know. Seriously, <laughs> there's a lot. I'm sure there is. Do you have one you want to share? Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of gross. That's <laughs> oh, okay. Hit us. <laughs> okay. I guess you don't have to report this. Um, okay. So I worked in labor and delivery okay. for a long time. Yeah. At OU. Very um, high population of Hispanic people that come in there to deliver. Okay. Um, And a lot of them do not speak English. Mm -hmm. They are straight Spanish-speaking people. So, and Hispanic culture, they have a lot of babies, typically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, this lady in particular had had, I can't remember what baby it was, probably fifth or sixth. So, when you have a woman that has had that many babies... They typically come pretty fast once they're in an active phase of labor. And um, her husband was in there. None of them speak English. And he kept motioning that she needed to use the bathroom, like poop. Well, 
that is a common feeling when you're having a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or like going through contractions. Everything is just there and moving. Yeah. Right. And I was like, <laughs> checked her cervix. No, you know, nope, she's still the same. So a lot of times when this is happening, the person is still not dilating like mm-hmm. they, sh- they typically should be. Yeah. But they're just feeling it. And there are a lot of changes happening. So I was like, nope. She, you know, she's not having the baby yet, and um, that's just the pressure from the baby's head. And he's like, okay, okay, and go back out to the nurse's station. She has to poop. She has to poop. And I'm, you know, checking constantly. I'm like, no, she doesn't. She's laboring, blah, blah, blah. Well, she ended up shitting in the bed. <gasps> and, oh. <laughs> like, literally, I mean. She had to go oh, bad. Oh, she had to go bad. Oh, no. Bad. Poor girl. So, <laughs> This was a faux pas on me, and I had to clean up a bunch of shit, literally. <gasps> oh, Emily. But Because oh. you were like, no, you're good. <laughs> you're yes, good. and then there's such a language barrier, and they just kept, like, kind of nodding their head, like, yeah. yes, okay, when I would say it. And, well, I, I, yeah, ended up with a huge mess to clean up. Oh, no. <laughs> so <laughs> she did have a baby, like, pretty much right after that. Yeah, yeah. which is what she needed to get out yes. before that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, anyways. Yeah, yikes. Wow. But I'm sure that's, like, way more normal, too. It's than, normal. I mean, yeah. I've heard that so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's embarrassing, but it's at the same time, I'm sure it's, like, part yeah. of this natural process. So, yeah. 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 yeah there's a lot of action going on down yeah, there. there. Is. Oh, I can only imagine. Well, thanks for sharing that yeah. crazy story. <laughs> so, when you were young, Emily, just to flip the script now, uh-huh. did you always want to own your own business? Or did you, like, know what you mm-hmm. wanted to do? If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. Um, I would say in DECA, I was always um, very business-minded, entrepreneurial, but... I didn't really know what kind of business I wanted to own or right. if I even wanted to do that. I mm-hmm. just enjoyed um, the class. I would, re- yeah. I could relate to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know. And I like selling the cookies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you knew you had Deca some cookies. skills in you. Yeah. I've, always, I've always liked making money and selling things. Yeah. So yeah. I think and then look at you now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right but I've all, also always had a passion for healthcare. I at one point thought I wanted to be a doctor, mm. then do physical therapy mm-hmm. or do pharmacy, like being a pharmacist or something. But um, everything was a little too boring for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nursing was mm-hmm. a high. Keep energetic. showing your toes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of action. Mm-hmm. A lot of action. Yeah. So I just my parents never directed me in a business direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. They were always like, you're either going to be a doctor um, a dentist, a nurse, or an attorney. Mm. So I kind of like didn't really even connect that there were business jobs. I know that sounds really no, dumb. It's no, not it's dumb. not There's but stuff I realize at my age now that I feel like so dumb for just realizing. And I'm like, yeah. well, shit, I guess it was my time to just realize it. Or yeah. just, it yeah. just the light bulb just went off. <laughs> but when your family's sitting there and like, yeah. oh, no, you're doing this, this, or this, mm-hmm. I never wanted to be an accountant or anything like that. I knew that. Yeah. But even though I do that now, too. You do it now yeah. as a CEO. Yeah. yeah, you're doing so many things. <laughs> yeah. But um, I never wanted to do that. Yeah, and, I mean. I mean, the business always interests me. I just never was like, I don't know, 
put two and two together, I guess. Yeah. Until later. I hear yeah. you. I yeah. hear you. So do you remember the moment when the idea for Grey Line sparked? I remember you saying that you guys uh, saw that there was a need. So I'm sure that's what enticed you to start. But do you remember the moment where you guys were like, all right, we're hunkering down and we're doing this? Well, for me, I never really intended to be CEO of Grey Line. Okay. Um, I kind of got coaxed into it and mm. here I am. Uh, but I enjoy it. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Um, but Emerald is usually the one that's coming up with these business ideas. Mm-hmm. And he brought the idea of Gray Line Supply. And I was like, okay, if you're sure you want to do it. Mm-hmm. I set up the LLC and did all of that stuff. And there was Gray Line. Yeah. Um, he did at that time have a business partner connected to Gray Line mm-hmm. Supply. Um, he's currently not a part of the picture now, but... Um, you know, they both kind of formulated this idea. We have, we have to give him credit too. Yeah. Um, and then we just started sourcing and Mm -hmm. yeah, I somehow just started doing these little design projects here and there and doing some of that project management. Mm -hmm. And then I got stuck (laughs) because I'd be like, Hey, you guys need X, Y, and Z, uh, this, you need a Mm -hmm. logo. You need, I mean, just all sorts of things. I'm like, you're creating a, a real business and um, that was all me. So I guess I actually did all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Everything um, that needed to bring it together. Mm-hmm. To yeah. Everything that mm-hmm. needed to bring it together, but they just had that idea. Yeah. yeah. And then you were like, okay, I'll be the administrative well, person behind it. I yeah. actually, at the end of December, um, 2021, I came, went to them and said, hey, I have an opportunity to take a project management nursing job. So I had um, just different companies after me. I mean, I was getting hit up left and right by companies. Um, and I had interviewed for one. They offered me a job, and I like project management. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to take that. And they were like, no, 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 like begged me to stay. I was like, okay, well, I like the flexibility. Obviously, I have three kids. They're in a lot of activities, Mm -hmm. school. So um, I was swayed to still be with Gray Line Supply, and it's just evolved, and here I am. That's awesome. Yeah. So we love to know where, like, the names of brands come from. Where was y'all's mind at with Gray Line? Like, how did that begin? I really wish I had a good story. (laughs) There's not. There's not. There's really just not. Um, I had a nursing consulting LLC mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it was called Gray Line Consulting. Oh, okay. And I never got to really utilize u- that name. Use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I c- came up with Gray Line um from well my daughter's name's Gray. Okay. Okay. So that was one thing and that's kind of a family name. We've had Gray in mm-hmm. our family uh well since my grandmother. Okay. My mom's mom. Anyway, so that was one thing, and then I always thought, well, nothing's really ever, like, black and white, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there's always a gray area. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Where you can, and that's with anything, yeah. how you interpret it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it came about. So now we have Gray Line Supply. I <laughs> like cool. it. That's yeah. really intentional. I mean, I there's know. definitely meaning behind the name, and there was a lot of thought put into it. Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't anything you know, super cool, like, yeah. like, oh, you <laughs> are talking about space, and the, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there, wasn't, there wasn't anything scientific yeah. like that behind it, or that's okay. anything like it's that. That's okay, a great story, so when it came to branding, you guys have a very clean cut, very 
timeless mm-hmm. logo. Um, what did you envision and what did you want people to see when they saw Gray Line Supplies? I really wanted um, Gray Line Supply to have a logo that really was timeless and stood out. Mm-hmm. Something that in the future you would look at and say, hey, I recognize that logo. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Apple or yeah. Nike or just some of those big brands where you don't, you you can recognize them just with But it's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah. Yep. And then if you notice the G now is um, the G and the L kind of looks like a clock. Okay. So okay. I feel mm-hmm. like that, you know, our philosophy is we try to be as punctual and on time mm-hmm. with delivery of any communication messages, orders. I mean, as much as we can be, we yeah. do get a lot of there's just variables out there that we can't mm-hmm. control. Okay. To a lot of that is shipping. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. That would be probably one of our biggest variables that we just, it's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I will be straight up. That is the biggest challenge to this whole. whole shipping? Mm-hmm. Shipping also. sucks. I mean, just shipping a package it, to in the mailbox does. is normal. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about just supply chain, it's, there's a lot that goes into it as far mm-hmm. as scheduling, like if we're doing international okay, uh, shipping from internationally. Um, do you do internationally? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we that do. is one of my questions. Um, you, you deal with international and mm-hmm. people here. Mm-hmm. How, what kind of companies have you worked with? I know you said you do stuff outside of cannabis, mm-hmm. but is it just all different? Just okay. For clients. Yeah. Um, we have branded, now, not very many, mm-hmm. but quite a mm-hmm. few. Um, a boutique in Cashin, Oklahoma, okay. we're working with. Um, we do a client that is in um, Stillwater, and he produces nutrients for animals, like cool. livestock. Okay. Yeah. So um, we do a lot of his branding now. Okay, cool. Um, we've done eyeglass shop here in Edmond. Um, what else have we? Oh, Medflix Plus, it's like a supplemental health care. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've done mm-hmm. a lot of their advertising. Didn't create their logo, but okay. did, you Interesting. know, it's advertising It's a whole different, thing. like, yep. niche We've to be in. Yeah. And then real estate. Okay. okay. So you I could think go so many those, different directions with yeah. this company. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we okay. can. So the goal would be to grow and expand mm-hmm. and just get into all of those different industries. Yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's going to take a big team. Yes. So, right. Yeah. Um, but something to look forward to in 2024. Yeah, I think really. we're going to grow a lot in that er- those areas. I feel like that's going to happen too, just mm-hmm. based off these conversations yes. and whatnot. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Good for you guys. Thank you. So owning a company that handles supplies and works with like a lot of different, you know, companies to make a lot of things happen for mm-hmm. other people, there's a lot of moving parts to it. What's been the most challenging thing about the business that you didn't anticipate and how have you worked through those challenges? I know you said shipping, but is there something else? Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. Shipping and logistics is probably one of the um, biggest barriers. And then also just communication with people. Uh, going back to we all have different personalities. We all have different expectations. Someone's um, 
expectation of a short time frame mm-hmm. might be like, you know, not reasonable. Right. Not you attainable. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially in this design world. Right. Um, I do think we do a really good job of uh, design and branding pretty fast, but anything that we're sourcing and bringing in that is really cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it's just one of those things where you got to have patience. Yeah. It's, it's annoying. I've, I'm on Amazon prime time also, man. So yeah. I, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> that has just ruined everyone. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, I want everything like the next day too. Yeah. So Every, It's made everyone like, what is the it's word? It's just so easy. Um, it is. It's so, so convenient. Yeah. I know, but so that's spoiled. not how design works. No. no. Or yeah. Anything coming in really. Yeah. It's, um, I've learned a lot. I've learned to be more patient. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Well, and you say you talk about supply chain. Um, this is something that I've learned over this last year is that people don't realize that if you want to be cost efficient, it's going to have to come from China. And if it's coming from China, that's very far away from Oklahoma. <laughs> it's very it's, far away. It takes like shipping containers on ships or, yes flights that even take forever and flights are more expensive so you're paying double for that and so it's like you can't be cost efficient and be impatient right so there are oh just so many things that go into the international not only the language barrier yes i mean but the tariffs like the tariff customs everything um, the bonds yeah the the stuff you have to get insured Mm -hmm. all the codes that you have to fill out i mean we've really done a good job of you know, narrowing down those codes and which ones yeah. um, are beneficial to our industry. Yeah. Um, gosh, there is just so much uh, different. The timing of ships going mm-hmm. out, um, how much cargo you have. Yeah. Weight based shipping because yeah. everything is weight based mm-hmm. um, or dimensional. Mm-hmm. So even if you have something light like the plastics box, it's going to get you because that's a big box. Yeah. It's going to get you on the dimensions. Um, okay. for shipping rates yeah. and stuff like that. So we have learned a lot. And then which shipping companies to work mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, those are probably some of the biggest challenges. Yeah. So sure. what was the process of finding suppliers in other countries? Because with a language barrier that also becomes super difficult, like, and obviously it's, you can Google search it, mm-hmm. but the internet is so vast and so big and yes. you don't obviously with working with somebody so far away, how do you know that the quality is there? So what's that process been like? Cause I'm sure you were the person heading all of this, this on actually, um, initially Emerald did a lot of that. Okay. So what, what did that look like? I mean, you were his partner next to him. So yeah. like, what did that look like for you guys? He, um, and Chris has, Chris has done a lot too, but really we just got samples in Okay. from any manufacturer that we were looking to use mm-hmm and tried their product. I mean, mm-hmm. they would send us tons of samples. Yeah. And we would really R&D everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, from twisting of the lids a million times, the yeah. squares yeah. can be difficult. Yes, <laughs> yes, so difficult. Or leave. Um, there's the packaging that I just cut open or figure out how to break into because I'm so irritated that I can't get into it. Oh. That's the worst. I would These, never buy a product again because of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, some of them are... Emily, or it, like, hurts Emily my proof. hand physically, and I'm yeah. like, what? They're, I can't even get my medicine in here. I know. I know. They're Emily-proof, some of them. And, yeah. And <laughs> we don't want them if they're Emily-proof. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that's not saying much. I'm like, I cannot open this. Um, but, yeah, we just 
reached out to them okay, and they cool. sent us stuff and we took a lot of time and consideration mm-hmm. to really pick those out. Yeah. And Emerald was vital in that because yeah. he had more abused all the packaging before and the mm-hmm. product and what he would want. So yeah. um he was the main the main selector. Shout out to Emerald. That. Yeah. That's super cool. That's so awesome. good job, Am. <laughs> so you're also a mother, Emily. Between raising a family and owning a growing business, that's a lot of hats to wear on top of being a CEO. How do you keep balance in your life but also take care of yourself? Well, I have help. My mother and my mother-in-law help me tremendously. It's a blessing. Mm-hmm. It is a big blessing. Um, my mom picks up my boys every day from school Wow! and does all of their running nice. around. And then um, my mother-in-law and father-in-law take my daughter to dance and in Choctaw three days wow. a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're so, some good parents. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Mm-hmm. They um, are vital in mm. my success. That sounds like it. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's cool. It's cool that their grandkids get to be so involved with their grandparents without their parents being there. Mm-hmm. You know, like building a connection with, because I didn't really have a great relationship with my grandparents and they didn't really know who I was. But the only reason that I spent time with them was because of, granted, they were also in a different country. So that yeah. also didn't help. But even then, like I never got that feel from my grandparents that I see some other people, you know, some of my friends have. Yeah. So it's cool that your kids are building that with their grandparents on their own terms. Yes. Because they'll and truly love their grandparents yes, and have they'll a special value bond. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah. definitely do. I mean, as much as they're kind of at these ages, they're 15, 13, and almost 12. Okay. So sometimes the grandparents can annoy them, you yes. know, because yes. they totally. just want the best <laughs> for them. Yes, yeah. of So course. sometimes I hear like, Ugh. I cannot stand grandmother right now. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. That time shall pass. Yeah. It's funny because it's like to- your mom and then like you're their mom. Yeah. And so it's like, do you mean you can't stand me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I've been there before. Yeah. Right. I've but, experienced that. Yeah. Or they'll be like, you know, oh, Yaya is driving me crazy. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, you're just going to have to get over it. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they get over it in, you know, two days. Just let them bitch it out, and yeah. then there you go. Yeah. So what's the conversation? Um, of obviously, you and Emerald are consumers. What's mm-hmm. the cannabis conversation look like in your household with your kids? Because obviously they're older. They're getting yeah. older, so they're familiar with what, you know, mom and dad are doing. So what's, they, what's that look like? Well, we've never made it taboo in our house. Mm-hmm. so That's important. It's always been around. Emerald loves his little Puffco proxy. Yeah. That's his favorite device ever. <laughs> um. And he smokes, you know, if they have friends over and stuff, mm-hmm. obviously he's not yes, smoking of course. in front of them. Um, just because we don't of course. want, know how they will yes. feel about it. And yeah. We don't want them going to their parents. And mm-hmm. um, But he does it in front of them. They know that that's dad's medicine. That's cool. He smokes it pretty much about three times a day, three mm-hmm. to four times a day. So genuinely like medicine. Yes. Um, I do not know what kind of person he would be if he didn't have it. Uh, <laughs> that's good for him yeah <laughs> um but you know it's not something that they go out and talk to people about yeah they themselves have said ew no we don't want to try like they don't want to try it interesting isn't they, it interesting how different it is when like you're not hiding it yes yeah. but the they may want to try it if you were hiding it yeah, yeah. but this the per- perception of kid the perception and the perspective of kids is so like if you just tell them, they're yep. less likely to do it. Oh, yeah. If I'm like... Because of the curiosity, is the hidden, like, yep. what is the hype about isn't there. Yeah. So Grayson, my 15-year-old, um, she has a friend that she rides home with. Mm-hmm. And the friend is 17, I think. 
and um, the friend asked, oh, do your parents vape or blah, blah, blah? And Grayson was like, yeah. And she's like, that's so cool. And Grayson's like, well, it's not. I mean, that's their medicine. Like, she yeah. just tells them how it is. And mm-hmm. we're pretty open and upfront about, mm-hmm. hey, you know, cannabis is not like other drugs out there. Yeah. It's... um. I know it's still categorized as, you know, what Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be. But uh, um, we're like, you know, it's not like um, cocaine Mm -hmm. or fentanyl or hair. We're like, you have to be so, so, so careful. And they know if they ever want to experience anything, they got to check in first. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I feel like they'll just automatically know they'll want to go to mom and dad first Mm because mom and dad will have the best shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I of mean? Course, like point course. blank. You can trust like, them. Yeah. Like, and they trust you guys. We're not condoning it for them, but you know, I don't want them to try it in an unsafe environment. Of for course. Sure. Yeah. You'd rather be the one, you'd rather them try it for the first time with you as their parent than out at somebody yes. else's house that you yes. don't know. Yeah. Cause you never know. I mean, there's what could happen. Stuff yeah. out there. Yes. For yep. sure. So when you have some Emily time, which I'm sure is super mm-hmm. rare, what's that look like for you? Do you have any guilty pleasures when you have some downtime? I can't sit still. I oh. usually um, am always running around somewhere. Yeah. Shopping, getting my nails done, <laughs> taking the kids somewhere. It's very rare that I um, am just at home hanging out hanging on the out. couch. Okay. You're not, you can't just like sit on the couch and like watch a movie. Not really. Yeah. Not there's really. I get it. There's I, some people like I that. Did I have last, a sister like I, that. <laughs> I did last weekend watch basketball nice. okay. with Emerald after I um Which is a big deal, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Took a low dose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Your favorite edibles. Yes. yes. Those are very relaxing. Had you nice mm-hmm. and couch locked, didn't it? It did. It did. It <laughs> you probably me. needed it. Which is yes. why you sat there and yes. watched the game. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. Um, but that was uh, a recent experience that I like actually just chilled out. And it was it was a nice experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not in that realm, mm-hmm. then I just can't really sit still. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think it surprises me. No, about not, you. At <laughs> no. not at all. Not at all. So if you could go back and tell your younger self anything, give her advice, let her know it's going to be okay, what would you go back and tell young Emily? Hmm. Maybe like a time when you needed it or something that you would like to tell her now? Well, I mean, this something that I have learned now is that any hardships do pass. Mm-hmm. So, and there's so many different things that we're going through in life that, feel like that is going to be a forever thing yeah Mm -hmm. and they do pass and time moves on um I would say Emerald and I together have gone through a lot of just changes business wise Mm -hmm. that and with business partners that Mm -hmm. we are no longer with okay and those probably have felt like some of the most challenging times because it's literally like you are getting a divorce right yeah it is I mean Mm. the trauma from that is also feels yeah. like a divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to say they're the same. No, no I don't know. No, but like but the relationship, yeah. the close bit ties. It's still a death of a relationship to an extent. Yeah. And, um, you know, just feelings of betrayal mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, I would say maybe don't, <laughs> this is going to probably be like counter of any other advice. I just don't trust as easily. Yeah. 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 Anymore. I want to do my due diligence on things mm-hmm. and, um, and people and yes. just, you know, I, I love people, mm-hmm. but I've just learned that I 
used to trust too easy. Yeah. I yeah. would say don't don't trust as easy and do your due diligence and really like get to know the people that you start working with. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's solid, Emily. So behind every successful company, there's a team working together to make it happen. What are some of the things that you look for and like intentions when selecting your team and like the people that you want to bring on? Um, you know, really, I look for a driven person. What motivates them? Um, if it's something, if you know, it's easy for people to sit there and honestly lie to you right in front of your face. Right. So right. that is something that is so difficult when you interview because people are really good at telling you what you want to hear. Yes. And then they get into the position and that's, you know, not, not, not what they're made for. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, you know, moving forward in interviews, I definitely need to know what motivates someone. I personally have always been money motivated. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Like since high school. (laughs) Yeah. Um, just, I used to work at tanning bed. I used to get commission there. You all remember Tanatone America? Yes, Yes. sure do. I worked at Tanatone America. They had the best commission structure oh wow. my gosh the fact that they even had a commission I know. structure they is did. awesome you got commission off of any of the sales of lotions tanning packages okay. those robotic packages mm-hmm. and it was pretty decent nice. okay so like what like a month what would you get commission if you like did oh good God. okay i probably can't give you a number okay but just but, like a ballpark but i will tell you off of those um lotions yeah which everyone they're expensive you they're get between expensive like fuck. it depends on how much you know you sold yeah, yeah. but between three and five dollars Okay, wow, that's a solid I'm, amount, and yeah. that's happening like every day because multiple times a day yes. are obsessed with tanning. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I was 16, 17 with mm. a really nice tan. Yeah, so people wanted that tan. Right, I could sell the heck out of them. You sure could. Yeah, I loved the tanning beds <laughs> when I was growing up too. It's like yeah. something I haven't been back to oh, in no. over a, a decade time. plus. I, some, I know, my mom. I'm a mom, I cannot believe you let me do this. I know, but it's like what I feel that same way. But I'm yeah. like, what were it was the thing to do? It was yeah. a trend. Like I had yes. friends who would go twice a day, mm-hmm. and you that, could you could only go twice a day. So they'd go me. in the morning and then after school. That was me, and yeah. I would, I had two memberships: the one I worked at, and then a. Another one in Oklahoma City. I heard of people doing that too. So that wow. way you could get more. What? You could go more times if you wanted oh. and not break the two-time rule yes. for that one place. I was very, They won't let you go more. Okay. I was very, very dark. Yeah. Wow. Like y'all would not recognize me. I'll have to <laughs> dig up a photo. Please, I would love to see it. <laughs> my, throw training, back. my high school pictures though too. Like I feel like I was like a little brown bear. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, shout out to the freaking tanning bed, I guess. Yeah. I mean like yeah. I have that kind of skin a little bit in the mm-hmm. summertime, but like year long <laughs> oh yeah. yeah no I mean I don't know I I cannot believe my mother let me do that but she did and I guess I'm thankful for it yeah. I haven't had any, yeah yes any repercussions from it yes. thankfully yeah so absolutely that's a good thing. so where do you guys see Grayline growing over the next few years oh okay I am Grayline is going national so love to hear it we um currently have sales rep in the Kansas uh, Missouri area okay um, we're looking to expand into Texas. So I Amazing. would say Kansas, Missouri, and Texas are mm-hmm. probably um, the next states that we're tackling. Cool. Um, and obviously Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We haven't even touched all of Oklahoma yet. Yeah. Oklahoma's so um, diverse. Yeah, yeah, wide, yeah. big, and there's a lot of area to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say those. We are ramping up um, Amazon store. Cool. Um, we have, we're on Shopify, like shop. 
well, we did have a shop app, you know, this, Mm -hmm. we still get clumped in with, um, just cannabis a lot, Mm -hmm. even though we're packaging, we're not selling cannabis. Um, we, it's easy for people to take us down off of stuff, yeah. just like anyone else in this industry. Which is so annoying. Instagram or anything. Yeah. It is annoying because we don't even sell yeah. anything. Like no, that. and you don't even like post anything that no. is cannabis related, no, really. No, yeah. not really. Or the plant I mean, or this or that. I mean, we might have a joint in a post or something, yeah. but... But that could know. be with freaking rose petals in it. Exactly. You know, like... Exactly. They don't... Yeah. So... We're still sensitive to all of that and yeah. like have to go through underwriting for everything just because our predominant client is cannabis. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like that was the strangest thing to yeah. me. Even looking for insurance on our van or yeah. insurance for the warehouse or in you just it's touchy with any any yeah. as soon as you mention cannabis, it's a whole different form you have to fill it's out. Like, yes. Screw Instagram for, like, making us need them so bad. And then they make it so hard for you to, like, jump through the hoops mm-hmm. of, like, having to mm-hmm. do all mm-hmm. of that process just because of that. Yeah. 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 I mean, Amazon's the same. And yeah. I I guess some of the stuff they classify as um, paraphernalia. Yeah. But which, like, tubes I could see as being paraphernalia. Yeah. I was like, okay, can you not use the Puffco to, like... You know, vaporize put your, herbs. Put your nebulizer, yeah. like your albuterol in. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> if you I'm got really fucking creative with it, you I'm probably. It here. <laughs> I'm like, this is for your asthma. All right, no. Emily, you're the person to sell that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm she like, could. Too. Yeah, 100. I'm like sold. I don't even. What well, I don't even know what that is, but I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I've like stretched it to that limit, but I don't know. I really want to try it. You, yeah. You have to be able to do it. I mm-hmm. don't know. Um, but a lot of this stuff, we've just learned that you have to categorize yes. it differently. Yes. Like as cosmetics or scientific mm-hmm. research or yeah. industry. Figure it out. Like, like beat it on the bush. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we like to ask everyone this question, Emily, but what's a stigma surrounding cannabis that you would like to see changed? Well, I think that it's not a, you know, class one drug. Like it's like, you know, it's. It's not up there with an opioid. Yeah, it's just absurd. Mm-hmm. It's just absurd um, that that it's even store, still categorized like that. And I think there is stuff happening federally that's changing. Yes. Um, but, you know, that's one of the hindrances for all of the insurance issues or getting kicked off of Instagram yeah, mm-hmm. or getting things taken down is yeah. that everyone's just so scared of the federal laws. Right. Yeah. I know. Um, and they're scared, the federal government, too, of being like, let's yes. say yes to cannabis, yes. you know, and yeah. then whatever that comes with. It's like double-edged sword here. Yeah. But um, they're going to do in the end whatever they want to do. I know. Yeah. So Even if it becomes legal do. in, like, most states. Yep. You know, yeah. I'm like, what are y'all looking at? It's legal everywhere. Mm-hmm. So We're just a pawn in this game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But another thing that I think needs to change is I feel like – um, and even still right now, that the industry focuses on how high you can get. Mm-hmm. And there is just so many patients that I see that are new users, yes. like children and the elderly, yes. that have other um, deficits if they did get too yeah. high. Yeah. Like falling or just different things. Like yeah, that. for sure. I think there needs to be more patient education and a little more 
inviting patient education. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, we have an actual cannabis nurse mm-hmm. um, that's coming in to mm-hmm. host this. Or even if you were, you know, had, there's got to be um, like an elderly meetup. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not even saying a nursing home, but something yeah. like that. Like yeah. I know what you mean. A place to gather where the same yes. type of people yeah. are in yes. that you're trying to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and getting like people that frequent churches yeah. because they yeah. are usually the ones that were raised with just government programming mm-hmm. yeah. in their heads. They did the D.A.R.E. program. They were yeah. part right. of that development. They, you know, there was such a huge stigma against mm-hmm. it. And you have the hippie culture and the mm-hmm. just what right. people like in their heads identify with. Exactly. I think there needs to be a lot more education about that. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I do see just companies posting on Instagram, for example, about like, oh, this will get you so high. Yeah. And... I don't feel like certain people want to get so high. No, that's like for a a little demographic Mm -hmm. of those people People. who are not always Mm -hmm. mindful or intentional, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, that's not for everyone. No. I feel like there's always going to be new season, yes. like non-season smokers yes. or any new to cannabis, like mm-hmm. our parents, you know, whoever's wanting to get into it. And like mm-hmm. they need to be armed with everything they got to, yeah. you know, yeah. feel like they, because that would be scary. You don't want your grandma or grandpa like falling over yeah, and hurting because themselves. Because they're so right. high. And you're and like, can't oh my God, you yeah. don't know. Hip? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And it could be something really low dose. And that made that happen. And yeah. Like, you know, well, and that's another thing, just educating about dosing. Like, yes. hey, okay, you need to start with, um, you know, whatever that two milligrams. Right. That yeah. microdose is everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then if it, you're not, it's not taking away your pain, yeah. then in an hour, you can have another one. Yeah. yeah. And just until they find that, that spe- special dose that works for them. For sure. Yeah. I, I agree. think that's important. Yeah. I think so um, too. It's yeah. a good answer. Yeah. That was a great answer. Mm-hmm. Well, Emily, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your Thank day to be you. here with us and share all about you and Grayline. Thank You're you for treat. having me. Of, yes, course. of course. And thank you to all of our loyal listeners. For those who want to keep up with Grayline and all the cool things they're doing, check them out at Grayline Supply on IG. That's G-R-A-Y Line Supply. And you can also visit their website at graylinesupply.com. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, Sob, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.